So you're stuck in quarantine, social distancing, being a responsible adult, and you're thinking to yourself, what is there to watch? What is on Amazon Prime? Well, I'll tell you, Scott and Crowley, a comic book adventure is now on Amazon Prime, locally produced right here in Lawton, Oklahoma, by Option D Productions. Two average nerds, Scott and Crowley, accidentally find the rarest comic book known to man, only to lose it minutes later. As word of the rare book spreads, Scott and Crowley must race against every elite geek in town to get it back. Scott and Crowley was an official selection of 2018's Comic Palooza, an official selection of SooterCon, an official selection of 2018's San Diego Comic Con International, and a winner of Best Feature Film at 2018's Fly Film Festival. Along with tons of other awards and things, check out Scott and Crowley, a comic book adventure now on Amazon Prime. Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the heartlands, entertainment industries. I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And um, <laughs> I've got to tell you this story about the craziest day that I've had on set in probably a long time. Ooh, let's do it. Yes, I'm going to start off today's episode with a story. Okay. So. Uh, we we like to uh, follow the the rule of Murphy's law on set, and uh, so whenever like one bad thing happens, we kind of we kind of then fall into the rule of threes. We're like, well, that happened, so then get Therefore, ready, yeah, get ready. <laughs> so the other day we're shooting we're we're shooting in this nursing home, and um, it's for a movie that I'm not going to name. But we're shooting in this nursing home, and the day starts off with the crew. Walking onto set, and it's an it's a working nursing home, so uh, you know there's elderly people walking around and right. stuff, and there's a there's an elderly lady on the ground, like she she fell, <gasps> and so the EMTs they you know they come they take her off in an ambulance, and she wasn't with us, she was actually part <laughs> of the nursing home. We were like, well, that's a bad omen for today, oh. and I jokingly said to my boom op, I was like, rule of threes, look out. Not an hour later. Oh no. Somebody, you know, we're setting up for the next thing, and somebody, I hear, oh, there's a grass fire. I'm like, what? There's a grass fire? Grass fire, this, these jokers. And I look out the window, and sure enough, the front lawn is on fire. <gasps> Brian, no. <laughs> the lawn is on fire, oh, and no. half of the crew runs out and is, like, stomping the grass fire, and fire extinguishers are going off all over the place. And it's just madness. And me and my boom op are standing there looking out the window. And, and I'm, I'm just like, should we help them? You're like, that's two. No. And he's like, nah, we'll just get in the way. I'm like, I feel like we should help them. He's like, no, they got it under control. I'm like, that's a lot of fire. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, they're, they're good. I'm like, you're probably right. Probably right. <laughs> so they get the fire out. Literally, they put the fire out. <laughs> Oh, We're no. not even halfway into the day. Oh, no. So then a couple hours later, we're rehearsing a scene. And in this particular scene, we have two elderly actors. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're not part of the nursing home. Not part of the nursing they're, home. But they're in the nursing okay. home. And they're they're elderly. And uh, they're both, you know, one's in a walker and the other one's wearing using a cane. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing this walk and talk scene. And... <laughs> They're at, in the blocking rehearsal. We're not rolling or anything, but the whole crew is gathered around. You know, we're just trying to watch. Okay, we're going to set some lights and all this kind of stuff. And at the end of the blocking rehearsal, one of the actors, who is an elderly lady, she just 
tips over, like she trips on her cane and she trips over and like a falling tree lands into a pillar and falls on the ground and she starts bleeding everywhere. And like, and I'm standing right there. I like, I'm still, she literally fell right in front of me and my dumbass is still in like film mode. And I'm like, well, that was a weird pratfall. That was my first notion. It was like, well, clearly that was part of the scene, right? Right? I'm looking around. And they're like, help her up, Brian. I, uh, this isn't part like of I my position. Yeah, no. I'm just like my mind is in that <laughs> in, is in that place of like why didn't they have a crash pad down for her? And so and then I start seeing blood and people screaming medic because this 80 plus year old lady oh, just fell I, into a pillar. I am laughing so hard. And like I, I mean be. like it was so crazy that it like it was nothing <laughs> like I couldn't help but just like start like I'm in my mind. I'm just like, this is the most insane day I've ever. Ha- we've had EMTs called already. We've had a grass fire. We almost burned the location to the ground, and now <laughs> we have a, a possible casualty on our hands. Side, side note: She is fine. She's okay. She okay, is fine. Good. Like they, I'm really glad. I'm laughing uncomfortably because it's so. I, I'm because worried. it's so absurd. Yes, because it's so it's crazy. So, yes. Oh no! But our medic came. They got her all patched up. That you know the EMTs took her away in the ambulance <laughs> and everything. But she was back the next day. She was totally fine. Good. 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 She good, had a little good. bandage, but she was good. Very good. Well. So we're like. Well, holy crap. That, well, did you feel relief after all three of those things happened and you've completed your Murphy's Law like, we're done? I was like, that's it. That's the rule of threes. We're okay now. Murphy's Law has reached the <laughs> end of his pattern. But what I didn't think was that that was only two for the crew. Right. Because the, because first, the one first one was, was just, with the nursing home. The first one was just you experiencing a situation. Yeah, we were just witness. Right. We were not part, part of oh, us. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So the day ended. Okay. We're shooting outside. Now we're outside, and we're doing a scene in a car, and the the car drives from just point A to point B. It's just a small little drive. Right. And so we do a couple takes, and it's an older car. Like, it's a kind of a piece of crap car. Okay. One of those hero cars that we just buy from a salvage yard. It's supposed to be like a period, like, time, or is it like just an old car? Oh, no. Just it's just a crappy, okay. like, Toyota or something okay. like that. And then the car explodes. <laughs> <laughs> so recap not on purpose, Hold on. Not, not, on on purpose. purpose. <laughs> not on purpose to recap cool. we've had grass, grass fire. fire we've had set injury set injury with blood. with blood and now we've had a car Heart explosion, explosion. rule of threes the heck dude what the crap that That's- was all of us were looking around and we're like, none of us are typically superstitious people, but all of us were like, are we cursed? You just all got a simultaneous chill down your back. You were like, Ugh. yeah, like you just feel felt like, like we're yeah. in trouble. Someone sacrificed the wrong thing to the film gods. <laughs> <laughs> did everyone hand, I mean, how did everyone handle all of these things? Like, it sounds like you guys, I mean, the fact that the grass fire didn't stop you. Oh yeah. And then, and then an actor injuring themselves. Ugh. And then the car explosion, and yet you still made it through the day. We still made it through the day, but by the by the time the car exploded, now we're laughing. Now you're now, just now to we're that just like this point. is absurd. Let's just like some of uh, me. I'm like, can we just call it a day before someone dies? <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> Jeez, before a bomb goes off that we didn't plan for. Like, oh my god, how much crazier can this day get? Well, so. That, you All know, that to say, moral hey, of the story is Murphy's Law. Room Murphy's of Law. Keep in mind, we've talked about this before. Murphy's Law. 
But you know where this wouldn't have probably, I mean, let's just go here. Two scenarios. One, I just want to throw out there that had it not been a professional crew. Boom. There could have been some serious issues and could injuries have gone far and really worse. bad because those yeah. three things are very extreme. From the things I've ever heard you tell me <laughs> have happened on set, when you're dealing with a professional crew, at least you can trust that hopefully no one will die. Yeah. And then the second thing, you know, it kind of reminds me like talking about today, what we're going to be talking about Yep. is those kind of things probably wouldn't happen in a studio. That's very or true. Or if they did... Everyone would know what to do Everyone because they're all do. doing their own jobs. That's right. Which brings us you you just passed the Segway <laughs> pass challenge. The test? I think you passed the Segway challenge. I feared that. <laughs> I mean, I it wasn't the classiest, but that's a before we started. I told Kelly I'm going to tell a story, and it's it's going to be your job to figure out how to bridge the gap between that story and our topic and of the, the topic. day. And now I feel like this should become. A thing because then I can work on my skills of acting super nonchalant while shifting and changing subject instead like of getting it. really uncomfortable and making it awkward. <laughs> so the listeners can eventually decide whether I successfully <laughs> yeah. transition. So vote today. Vote yes or no, good or bad. No, and then sooner or later they won't even know if I knew or not. That's like, right. I'm just gonna be so smooth. She's gonna be that good. I get so good at transitions. Guys, I am so excited about today's uh, conversation. We we had Richard Jaynes and Melody Garneau from the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy come out and tell us all about the amazing stuff that they're doing. Yes, it's insane. Like, there's this is, I feel like, such an awesome period in Oklahoma film, but this, this new thing is going to blow the lid off of all of it. It's so cool. It's so cool. So everybody buckle up. Yeah. You're about to hear some really cool stuff. And the guy's British. And he's British. So, I mean. (laughs) So, here it is. This is our conversation with Richard Jaynes and Melody Garneau from the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy. (laughs) So, how's it going, guys? We're here with Richard Jaynes and Melody Garneau. How are you doing? So far, so good. Um, He's British now, and and, and that's been a difference. I noticed that. That happened as soon as we hit record, the mics. I think it's a mic thing. I think it's a mic thing as well. It's pretty amazing, actually. I'm really taller. If you could see me, this mic makes me taller. Makes you taller. (laughs) uh, That's right. We're doing great. It's a beautiful, beautiful, sunny day. We're at Tower Theatre, and I drove past the pump. Is it the pump? Which I've never actually been to, but everyone is out there smiling. It's just one of those glorious times where you want everyone to see Oklahoma City in its element. Yes, I know. It was, as soon as uh, I stepped outside, I was thinking, man, it'd be really nice if we actually could record outside. How cool would that oh, be? Yeah. yeah, but then you'd have like so much to edit out for the wind. I was yeah. just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Sound guy. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the Oklahoma... Um, let, me, <laughs> let me try that again. So we're going to be talking about the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy, which you two are the masterminds of. Ooh. So tell pa- us all about it. Part of the mastermind. It's a big group that's involved yeah. in this, and okay. it's so exciting. It's so exciting. So, so tell me about that. Yeah. So how, how this came about was um, Melody and I went to uh, Los Angeles last summer with the lieutenant governor, and we went around all the Hollywood studios and met with them and talked to them, what do we need to do to get more economic investment into Oklahoma in terms of film? Right, because we're going through an amazing... I think not since television, really, have we seen a boom go on as big as this. Yeah. When you look at the streaming wars, we're in a situation at the moment whereby 
Um, Netflix, historically, we all pay our 12 oh, bucks yeah. for Netflix, right? Yes, of course. Everyone does here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no one You're actually to pay steals it from their friends. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> right, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's that paying for Netflix and they have access to all these shows. Well, all of a sudden, Disney's doing their own, so they're pulling all their got content it. off Disney. Sure. You've mm-hmm. got CBS All Access, mm-hmm. so they're pulling all their stuff off. Yep. You've got Fox has sold to Disney, so Fox all, Fox's stuff is coming up. You've got uh, Hulu is now owned by Disney, which was a conglomerate which was Fox, but now that's all gone in. So you've got you've got a situation now where all of these studios and producers are having to produce so much more content because Netflix has got all this content leaving and you're used right. to seeing so much new content. Right, and mm-hmm. then like the Netflix originals are kind of a, a huge thing. Absolutely. Right? So what they're having to do is spend so much more money. So Netflix have just committed another $2 billion. You've got platforms like Quibi, which is from uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was DreamWorks and before that... Um, uh, Uh, He was Disney. Um, He's got his new platform, which is mobile only, which they've just committed $450 million worth uh, of original content to for this year. So we're talking massive amount of money. And so all that money has got to be spent somewhere. And so there's a massive opportunity for Oklahoma to have some of this money. It's not like we're going out and we're trying to find money that is being spent somewhere else and say, hey, don't spend it there anymore, spend it over here. This is unmarked billions of dollars. And it would be great to diversify our economy here. So we went out with the Lieutenant Governor, Matt Pinnell, who's just awesome. Really behind this whole the whole yeah. film industry and nice uh, the music industry. That's <laughs> really hey, nice to hear. there's politicians that want us to have like art here. Yeah, well, that's look, good. There, I, I there are more than you think. Yeah. And look, this is this is where I put my business hat on. It, the art is brilliant. Yeah. Right? And and I love the art, and I'm right. all for the art. I'm a, I grew up as a as a screenwriter and as a director, but this is really economic development, yeah. mm-hmm. right? It's business. This, it is. When you when you look at just a small um, a, a movie coming in for a brief amount of time. They're going to be spending six, seven million dollars in a small area within two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man. Right. So if you look at Georgia, for example, Georgia in 2004 had an economic impact of about 67 million dollars a year, which is where we are today. Okay. Right. They then decided to really push out their tax credits. And 10 years later, how much was it? Mel? Nine, I think it's $9 billion. Oh $9.2 billion dollar economic impact. Yeah. So you're talking, uh, you're talking massive, massive amount of jobs created, mm-hmm. security, businesses moving in, opening up. You're talking tourism. So, yeah, uh, look, I'm yeah, all for the art. Right, I really am. But that's but insane. We're I mean, looking at how can we create a massive, massive industry. And at a time when this is unallocated money, and not only is it unallocated money, but it is... It is something that can happen very, very quickly. And and, right. and if you think about that, um, when you're going to say to uh, California, as we did, as uh, uh, Richard was saying, they're thrilled for you to have art, but they're like, well, how does that help me? Right. What am I yeah. going to get for that? that and, the, yeah. and, and if you want us to come there, then mm-hmm. how does that help? Well, here's some things they need. And so Richard and I would ask them, what is it you would need to get here? And yeah. well, one of the things they always said a couple of things. One is we need to have a crew, yeah. and mm-hmm. and we don't have enough. I mean, we've built up certainly considerably, yeah, Oklahoma, absolutely. Right? So so that's great. And I hope we have a great sound guy. We do, ah, yeah. That 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 guy's guy's oh my what is that guy? It's not oh, there's Neil. a guy I was thinking. <laughs> <of>. <laughs> and um, then we, you know, we have to have a place, 
the soundstage. They want some place to do this. Yes. And they want an incentive package that is worth coming. Because yeah. otherwise, if they're going to have to bring people in because we don't have enough crew, it, there has to be a good enough reason. But we thought, well, why should we just not get the other two? I mean, why can't we have all of those things? Mm. Oh, that's so, so smart. Uh, yeah, wasn't it? it? Yeah. Um, I think it might have been my idea, Richard. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, that's all you, you take it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Only if it does well. Um, anyway, so um, that became the push, right? So we could do this three we, we can try to push for legislation, and, and, and the lieutenant governor's been great, and we can get other people on board with that, and the whole industry in Oklahoma, try to get everybody involved in getting that push. Yeah. And then, um, but what can we do about a studio and a training facilities to not just train, not just actors and not just directors, but, you know, grips and... Yeah, below the line crew. And look, I I think that's the point, right? We have got some amazing training grounds here in Oklahoma already, right? We've got, you know, places like the Metrotech and... who are doing some phenomenal work training. In many cases, that training is uh, uh, training you on how to be a filmmaker. Right. Right, so... Um, one of the issues is is that when you have a movie like Stillwater coming in uh, with Matt Damon, um, they need uh, six production accountants. Right. Right. So if you've gone through film school, you don't know how to be a production accountant. Right. Yeah. If you are an accountant, you don't know how to use the actual software that is film related and you don't understand mm. the nuances of how that works. You don't understand the paperwork that has to be filled out. So that all slows everything down and suddenly they're flying in accountants. Or as was the risk, flying in drivers. Now, many of us will say, but surely a driver is just a driver. Well, when you look at a film driver, there are two types of drivers. You've got the people driving the trucks, and we've got Justin here in in Oklahoma who has got a fantastic crew. But if we look at the growth that's going on, he needs more drivers. And those yeah. are drivers that need experience driving the trucks, understanding that actually your your wardrobe trailer's got to go closer to the Jenny than the uh, the Star Wagon because of the power that it's going to draw and how are you then going to get them out because you've got to get to your next location. So you begin to understand how you lay all that out. And when you talk about the drivers for a director, that driver's got to understand uh, what the call sheet is, how to read the call sheet, that the driver's got to make sure that they find the call sheet by sort of three, four o'clock in the afternoon so they're planning their day the next day, that they always have a clean script in the car in case the director forgets it, which being a director myself often happens. Yeah. And you're sort of, God, golly, I've got, you know, I've got 20 minutes in the car and I want to do some checkup stuff. You've got to make sure you have your water. Um, you've got to make sure that you know the bars and the restaurants between where the director's staying and where they're shooting on location that you can stop off where you can say, no, that's going to be fine. You can grab a quick drink and I'll wait outside. So it's all these little things that isn't just, oh, I'm a driver and I've driven for Uber. I can drive the director. Right. Uh, because when you look at the amount of money being spent, Per hour, when you're talking about, let's say, $6 million over six days. So you're talking about a million bucks a day. Okay. So yeah. let's say they're shooting for let's round numbers, 10 hours, a million bucks an hour. And that driver takes the wrong turn off a freeway <laughs> and yeah. ends up having to drive for another 20 minutes up the road till they can turn around. You're wasting your day. We're talking That's tens of thousands massive, of dollars. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, some people discount the idea of driving, but when you look at Los Angeles, they're some of the, they, they earn a massive amount of money because they are the glue that keeps it going. Now, so we've got drivers, we've got accountants, you've got electricians, you've got carpenters, all of these services that aren't the 
sexy, I'm the cameraman, I'm the sound man, which obviously is obviously the most sexy, right? It's sound the man. most Absolutely. sexy for Absolutely. sure. So the when most we look at cool. <laughs> <laughs> So so when we when we looked at um, what do we actually need in terms of Oklahoma? We've got a crew depth that means that we can support perhaps two, two and a half, three at a push productions. Yeah. And I believe there's three movies shooting in Oklahoma City this week. And yeah. I've got yeah. I've got five days worth of commercials shooting next week for my company coming into town. And we've been struggling to find standby art director, standby costume, because there's just not enough. Yeah. So we need to train that support network. And that support network can earn great money. Mm. And um, often what we're looking at is people with highly transferable skills. So have you been an electrician? Have you been a carpenter? Have you been an accountant? Well, you have some really, really tangible skills that we can now take those skills and educate you so that you can work in a film environment. That's been, and, and it's helpful, very, very helpful, because Oklahoma, as you probably know, has a really robust vocational school yeah. system. So they're training electricians and carpenters and accountants mm -hmm. and all of those things. Well, now we can make the next step and say, oh, so you know accounting, now let's go to the next thing. Let's do film accounting. And yeah. you will have however many productions a year coming through, and you'll have a job. And it may be you have a job for two months or six months or whatever it is at a time, but you'll have the next one. And it pays pretty darn well. So mm -hmm. It does pay pretty darn well. Yeah, I think that's well, what my husband needs to do now. I'm just going to tell him, hey, quit, quit the big four. Dude, that would be film awesome. Film accounting, babe. Bring, <laughs> bring Aaron into the film accounting world. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> well, you look at that. So we, we had a big TV show come in um, uh, just on the accountant side. We had a big TV show in last year. First people on, the accountants. Last mm -hmm. people really? on were the accountants. Wow. So they shot for like five days, and the accountants were employed here for like three and a half months. That's a, that's oh my a gosh, huge amount of time. Wow. Yeah. Because wow. you've got $6 million you've got to account for, and at the end of it, you've got to put in for your rebate, so it's got to be accounted for right. You've got to make sure it's all gone yeah. through. You're making yeah. sure the paperwork's there, and then you're submitting. Wow. Man. Okay. That's really I'm, cool. I'm legitimately serious. I My husband is a that. CPA, so oh, I'm like, soon, we're looking to stay <laughs> here, so I'm like, yeah. this is really yeah. awesome. <laughs> I thought of that when I was and, and, younger. And, and when you look at, so if you look at the progression from film accounting, often a film accountant will be a film accountant, then they might go um, over towards... Um, uh, production managing because they understand the nuance of how money yeah. is being the spent and the time that mm -hmm. it takes. So they often will move, they're, they're sometimes they'll slightly go into locations, but often into production managing and then into line producing and oh. then from producing into actually co-producing. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. you know, you look at a lot of the big TV shows, those physical producers who are on set, um, some of them have come the first AD route and some of them have come the actual accounting route. Mm. So See, that's just such kind an interesting of like, track. Yeah, just having the knowledge that that track exists and that there are people working that job elsewhere outside of Oklahoma. I mean, telling young students, uh, OSU has one of the best accounting schools, mm -hmm. like state accounting schools in the country. Oh, I had no idea. And we have a huge amount of people coming here, working for firms, whatever. But if they had the knowledge uh, that that track existed and just the education yeah. and specific direction for that I think yeah and, and we huge. were very deliberate in that and uh, particularly Richard I have to give him all the credit for this much as that bugs me. <laughs> um, and his wife um, Amy who is our third partner in all of this um, because we re we recognize that 
these are things, these are jobs that people need jobs. We need yeah. something in Oklahoma that's not oil based. Mm-hmm. Not that and oil that's such has an not been wonderful. Thing. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, because like the dreams are all wonderful and everything. But at the end of the day, like you were saying, Richard, like they have to, make I mean, money. it's show business without the business. There's yes. no show. So. Exactly right. We've got to pay our mortgage. That's right. Yeah. right. So, so we were very deliberate about, okay, these are jobs that people, that every production is going to need these people and, and for whatever size they are. And you can, and at the same time, make the academy such, the whole system such that while you're learning, you don't have to give up your other job mm-hmm. that you're doing. So, so you're not like, okay, I'm going to give all this up and I'm going to be a star. Or I'm going to be the best. Yeah. Or I'm going to be on the next $200 million movie, right? Mm. But, but you can do it. We schedule the classes such that you can go and, and it's affordable. Richard, yeah. we were all very, very um, deliberate about this has to be something people aren't paying for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. yes. and, and or that they have to save up, you know, three years just to go. So um, we want you to be able to do it, be able to pay for it, be able to get a job with it very quickly. And the, oh, the idea fantastic. when we looked at, you know, how do we keep the price down so that you can go out and within your first couple of months, if you get placed on a film, you've paid off the amount of money it took to get trained. Mm. Yeah. So the way that we set it up is that um, we're going to be based out at Green Pastures Studio, the building that we just bought, which is a, uh, a 50,000 square foot uh, uh, school campus with a 6,000 square foot soundstage. Wow. That yes. Is Hollywood quality soundstage, Freaking which is awesome. Yes. It's so exciting. It it's so wonderful. exciting. Um, we'll have, uh, and, and uh, I'm excited to chat to you about it because we're going to have a full uh, uh, Dolby Digital uh, sound ah, mixing suite out there. Absolutely. We will have, uh, we will have a full uh, DI suite. The idea is that okay. with so much going on, <laughs> Um, no, you can't move in there. No. <laughs> with, with so much going on um, in North America, all sound stages have got completely booked up. So you cannot yeah. find a sound stage to shoot in anymore in North yeah. America. And that was what, like, one of the needs that it sounds like most Absolutely. people are looking for yeah. here, if they were going to come here. You mentioned as one sure, of the, yeah. yeah. So That's right, because it's so much easier to shoot in a sound stage because mm-hmm. your sound man doesn't moan. And when your sound man moans, I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, such, it's an awful um, sound. So really it's completely really. quiet. It's completely you can, justified. <laughs> you completely control it. Um, your your ability to shoot more pages a day, which when you're spending $100,000 a day and you're able to, in five days, shoot one less right. a day, you're saving a huge amount of money through mm-hmm. shooting in a sound stage. And it's completely controllable and you can build what you want. And those drivers don't get lost from one <laughs> Building to the <laughs> yeah, other. right. There you go. So, um, so the idea was, you know, we've got this, we've got this enormous, uh, we've got this enormous space where there's going to be actual films and TV shows shooting there at the same time as we have this educational component. And the educational component is based on you can come in Saturday and Sunday morning, or Saturday and Sunday afternoon, or Tuesday and Thursday evening, and it's four hours uh, twice a week for four weeks. Gets you film one hundred and one, and film one hundred and one is if you've gone through, um, you know, OCCC or you've gone, to, you've done a little bit of some of Pat's Metrotech, there's going to be stuff in there that you know, right? You know what a C-stand is, yeah. right? Um, you know, uh, perhaps, um, what second sticks means. Right. Um, you know, some, some stuff like, you know, that may be getting a bit too detailed for some level of education, but there are some things that you don't know. Like, you don't know how to fill out a Warner Brothers form mm. mm-hmm. to get paid at the end of the week. 
you do not know how the petty cash system works in terms of making sure that you have 250 bucks on you at all times, which is given to you by production. And every three days you go back and you hand in your receipt. So if you spent $62, you give back your receipts and they'll give you another 62 bucks to get your float up to 250 bucks. Oh, wow. So I had no idea about that. Yeah. So it's things like but this. bookkeepers well, do. Bookkeepers oh, yes, do. of course, yeah. And like on a big production, you'll have someone who is just in charge of petty cash on the accounting okay. team. So, so it's things like this that when you then have 80, 100 people on set and they don't know how to fill in a form, slows everything mm. down. Yeah. And that's what then gives places a bad name saying it's difficult to shoot there right. because the crew well, do not understand. these people don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 and we right. didn't get paid for two weeks because these people didn't know how to fill it out and we had to do it yeah. again mm. and again. And, and, and when you're spending $100,000 a day, the number one thing you want to make sure is that you understand what's being spent and where it's being spent. Absolutely. And you have a real clear line item on what's going on right. and where it is. So I'm missing cash there. Grandson, I'd like to read you a book. A book? That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a very special book. A book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today I'm going to read it to you. Now, chapter one. Altgate is a commercial insurance broker with film and entertainment expertise, headquartered in Oklahoma. Uh, uh, Grandpa? At Altgate, they're experts in film and entertainment insurance. Like one time we were shooting down in a valley and a monsoon came out of nowhere. Within minutes, the whole set and all of our equipment was underwater. But guess what? You had production insurance? We had production insurance. Another time we were shooting in a historic building and a grip sent a sea stand sailing right through the priceless painting. Boom! Oh, jeez. Did you have... You bet your small coffee keister we had production insurance. Are you, are you reading that book? Aldgate Insurance has the same access to insurance as a broker from New York or L.A., but they're in Oklahoma, you see. That means you get the Oklahoma film rebate and local people available anytime you need them. But, but I have influenza. Check them out online at oklahoma-film.com or call them at 918-574-4555. They place annual policies for producers of all types, post-production e and specific film project policies for budgets of all sizes. And they work with musicians, too, placing insurance for gigs and events of all types. Can they get annual policies for production companies as well as one-off insurance for a single production? Sure as shooting. No matter what your budget, whether it's a five grand budget or a $15 million budget, Altgate Insurance can help you. And they can also find you coverage for post-production errors and omissions. And you're going to need it in order to get your film distributed. Grandpa? Yeah, kid? I kind of feel like we should call Altgate at 918-574-4555 for our movie's production insurance. That's 918-574-4555. You're a smart kid, you know that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and they all lived happily ever after. The end. Hey, hey, Grandpa? Yeah, kid? That, that was a weird book. Actually, it kind of felt more like a podcast mid-roll ad. But maybe two weeks from now you can read it to me again. As you wish. Well, and everything that you're saying is so important because, like, just speaking from personal experience, I graduated from film school, and the stuff that you're talking about is exactly the stuff that we were not taught. I mean, yeah. You know, you're taught how to make a movie, but when it comes to the minutiae of how to have a career, 
we're not taught that kind of stuff typically in film schools. No, and, yeah. and you, um, um, one of the things that we were talking about, I think it was on, I don't remember which movie was here or something was here, but y- you might not know. You learned how to do sound or you learned how to do whatever or, or electrical, but no one told you, you don't talk to that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not your, you don't, don't go over there. Set, don't pick one up that door. etiquette exactly. is yeah. humongous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, that's the kind of stuff that I think intimidates new people going on yeah. to a set completely. Exactly. For me too, I mean. As an actor. Well, another thing that, that people don't fully understand, and, and I've heard this a lot from producers interviewing in Oklahoma, is that a lot of people in Oklahoma where, who have a small amount of film experience, so we're talking sort of the level three, right? So you have mm-hmm. your, your A crew, which have, you know, lots of film experience. They've done big movies. Hollywood trusts them. Mm-hmm. Then you have your, your second tier crew, which are probably doing... If the A crew are working on a big movie, they're going and doing the five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar movie. Yeah. Um, sometimes they might be doing a level up, and then you have your next crew. Um, but the and I've completely forgotten what I was going to say then. Oh, <laughs> completely it, forgotten. Being on set, maybe, or or like who talking it's to different people. Different to be and, on a half a million dollar. And then you movie. said the producers. Oh, yes. Good. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That's great. My goodness. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I have had no sleep in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what what what's happening is that. When the producers are phoning and interviewing people, those um, that sort of third level crew, and sometimes the second level crew, when they say, "Hey, what, what, you know, what do you do?" Oh, I can do a bit of standby uh, art department. Um, I can do a bit of costume. I've had some PA experience. I can come in and do a little bit of driving. I and it's and every producer is sort of, oh, okay, no, don't worry, yeah. it's fine, mm-hmm. because we want everyone to say, "Hey, I'm a PA. I do this job." Yeah, yeah, and and. You know, talk about that specific. So, for example, if you're a PA and you've been in charge of radios. Now, again, someone listening to this might go, what do you mean someone just in charge of radios? Well, you have 100 radios on set and every day it gets assigned out to everyone and they all have extra battery backup. And the radio is the lifeblood of the film set working and making sure the crew and the camera and the artists are where they need to be at the right time. So if that radio system breaks down, again, we're talking ten. Yeah, we're talking $10,000 thousands yeah. of dollars an hour it can cause problems yeah. and they always get lost so you're talking about three four five hundred dollar radio going missing it's been assigned out to that person so you often on a bigger production have someone just assigned to radios mm-hmm. that person if they're in an interview says yeah i'm a pa i just did radios on Stillwater." um that's a, that's a shoe in where the producer goes. Okay, that's easy. Tick, they've said, done. They've said it. what they like. They have the knowledge. That's what yeah. it says. Yeah. Well, that shows a degree of focus from that person. Of like, I'm not a jack of all trades and master of none. I am a master in this mm-hmm. one particular thing, Absolutely. which is attractive to a production Absolutely. that's wanting things to run smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, I mean, from your standpoint, if you have a, um, uh, if you have someone doing cable for you who has understood how cable works on a film and yes. working with a boom op. Suddenly, if someone's done that once, their your ability to understand asking for an Apple box for the boom op to stand on, they know what that means mm-hmm. and they know what to get. And they can say, uh, you know, how big do we need? Do we need a full size, half size? Do we need a, a yep. two eighth? And, yep. and it's those little nuances that mean that actually you can you can move up the ladder quickly because here's the big secret that a lot of people some people get upset about the fact that these are short-term jobs well yes they are short-term jobs they're gigging jobs you're on a job for four weeks then you're on another job for another four weeks you're on a job for two days um but the thing is is that as with anyone in any job if you go and get a job at an office and you work there and you work in the same position for three years often the best way to get promoted 
is to leave that job and go to another job where they can appreciate you and, and level you up. Mm -hmm. So often yeah. the way we level up our career is by going from job to job. Well, in the film industry, you're going from job to job every two months, unless you're on a big sort of <laughs> yeah. Scorsese right. movie where you might work for a full mm, year, yeah. which they're crewing up for at the moment. Yeah. But it means that you can get experience very quickly. You can increase your network and then you can start moving up the ladder quickly. But you have to specialize. Yeah. That's the key. So when we look at the, the courses that we're putting together with the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy, we're not training cameramen. We're not training sound men. We're not training production designers. We're not training writers. None of that sort of stuff. It's all the support. So if you are a carpenter, if you are an electrician, if you are, if you've done catering, right? Um, if you are um, hair and makeup, hair and makeup. Mm. Yeah. If you're accountant, they're the type of people who we can take on to the next level with us. So yeah. we've split the Oklahoma Film and Television Academy module into three different modules. Number one, everyone has to do it. Film 101. Oh it's that basic, right? Some people will sit there through half the course and go, I, I know this. It's good for you to be reminded. Mm -hmm. And then the other half of it, you're going to sit there and go, I I've had no idea. I've never heard this to... before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That would be me. Exactly. I took one class in college on film, and I guarantee you I didn't hear half of this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll right. show you the Warner Brothers forms. We'll show you the Disney right. forms. We'll show you how to fill these in, uh, as well as a, a load of other things. Uh, at that point, that's a four week course every weekend. You can, we feel confident that when we get phoned by a producer, and remember, we now have the film studio, so everyone who's coming into town is coming to the film studio. Yeah, you're directly, it. if you right. go to the school, you're directly connected you're to involved. the place that's going to yeah. be Absolutely. getting the so, business. So we have the ability to say, oh, you need four PAs? We've got four PAs for you. They may not be specialized, but we know, we know people know who can go they, in. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and we have faith that this is someone, you know, there was a movie in last year, they went through four drivers for the director. Mm. Because the drivers just didn't know, yeah. even though some of them had come from film school. So we, we can then place those people. Um, the next level is either you've shown an amazing propensity to uh, excel in a certain area and an interest where you've bugged the hell out of us saying, I really want to be in an electrician or I really want to be in hair and makeup or you've got a transferable skill. So perhaps you were in the army and you were doing logistics. Perhaps you were, uh, you were in construction for the last 10, 15 years and you're going, you know what? I, I just, I've done too many bathrooms. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which I, someone said to me recently, I've done too many bathrooms. And, and this is a guy who's I don't brilliant. want that on my tombstone or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? You could be building the White House, yeah. right? You could be building, who knows what you could be building, yeah. the Starship Enterprise. So that's a transferable skill. So that then is another four-week course every weekend. And then the last one is practical, where we will be shooting full movies and full TV pilots where we shoot them slower than a regular TV mo or, oh. or movie. And we shoot it slower so there can be educational moments where it's a case of we're not pushing you out of the way and we're giving you the chance to understand the absolute nuance of being on a film set so at the end of it, you have got your first credit where you've had a proper role and uh, you've seen how it works at a slower pace. So it's a three-track system. Yeah, it's it's really so exciting, right? It's yeah. so exciting. It absolutely is. And it, we've had a great response so far, even. Um, a lot of people signing up on the website, mm -hmm. which is Oklahoma Film and Tele TV Academy.com. Academy. Yeah, <laughs> I almost said television and TV. I can't decide. Um, but we've had a great response because uh, everybody understands that even if you're in the business, and you are, and you are, um, if you don't get the opportunity to be on a lot of things or to, to go to extra classes at a time that you can do it at night or weekend, yeah. um, 
you want a way to keep up with the newest thing. You know, it changes all the time. The, yeah. the technology gets better. Constantly, it, every year. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't have any way to know that and you're not getting those jobs or whatever it is, then how do you keep up? How do you keep mm-hmm. going? And and so part of what we'll also be doing is offering um, at, at certain intervals of time, master classes in a certain topic. And we'll bring somebody in from Los Angeles or wherever to do this class so yeah. that people can, oh, here's the latest things we're doing or here's the way things are turning in the industry kind of thing. Yeah. So we're really, really excited about it. And we're excited for the people that go through to have a lifelong connection there. So yeah. they're all in the same business. They Maybe they come back for the studio and they're using it and they're teaching classes or whatever it is later on in life. So I we're really that. excited about that. Well, and that's so important to like, you know, when, whenever you are working in a specialized field, like because of the constant, the constantly evolving technology and stuff, like you always need to be brushing up on stuff. You always need to be going classes, going to classes. Mm-hmm. Words. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, cause I've been doing my job for 10 years and I'm, I'm still doing research on new stuff and I'm still picking other people's brains because you don't know what you don't know. That's kind of a recurring theme that we've had this season <laughs> is that yeah. you just don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could be completely ignorant about something and have no idea yeah. and, and feel Absolutely. very self-righteous about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And look, we've, we've, we see that across many, many different industries, but I think none more so within, within film and TV where people say, Hey, look, no, I've made a film. I know how to do this. Yeah. The, the truth is, you know, I, I've, I've worked with so, you know, I, I, I moved out here 18 months ago from Los Angeles, um, spent 15 years in LA, wrote at Disney, Warner Brothers, uh, have a business out there, business partners included Gail Ann Hurd, who's the producer of The Walking Dead, um, Jim Hirsch, who owns uh, the uh, Sunset Gower Studios. Mm-hmm. And all of those people, even at those stages in their life, know that they're going to be learning more and more new stuff. And mm-hmm. if you just look at look at the Mandalorian movie uh, TV show that's just come out, right? If you look at that, most of that was shot in a soundstage. Not, oh my gosh, not, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. But here's the thing, not with green screen. So traditionally you'd shoot stuff with green screen, but what they're doing now is that they are actually projecting that background into a 3D environment wow. around the actor. So the actor goes onto the soundstage and they look around and they are in the they middle of a desert. They can see it. So and cool. then it, the way the camera moves, the background along those screens will move as well. So they can put physical, half a physical set, so a bit of a ship sticking out that they go and climb into, but the back of the ship is all actually digital that you can still see and moves as the camera moves. So we're seeing so many developments. And just because you've experienced... Um, let's say you've had experience on the Matt Damon Stillwater movie. It's going to be very, very different on a $5 million movie. It's going to be very, very different than doing nine months on Martin Scorsese's movie. So that's where really we want to make sure that everyone has got access to talk. And that's, you know, when we look at, when we talk about the Green Pasture Studio, the idea is that that is a creative hub. And it's a creative hub where we are, anyone who's interested in film is down there constantly rubbing shoulders, hearing exciting stuff that's going on, hearing that this producer has got something shooting next week and you can go and work on that. So the more that we can bring our community together from across Oklahoma, Mm. right? We're talking about all, all over Oklahoma coming together regularly, the better. Because a rising tide, I firmly believe, raises all ships. And we are at an opportunity here that is a brief moment in time where we have legislative 
did I say that word right? I think I almost did, didn't I? <laughs> legislative. It sounded right. It's in an English it's accent, so it's okay. hard to sound incorrect. Good. Okay, yeah. I like that. Say aluminium. Yeah, say aluminium. smarter than us regardless. So we've got legislative, that sounded even worse, but support. Um, if well, you look state at government. A, a Just say state that. State government. That is a lot better. Government better support. Team. We yeah. got so, some government support. Well, look, here's the thing. We have people in power at the moment that recognize that we need to be, one, uh, saving money. And I know the governor gets a lot of stick for this idea of trying to do this rainy day fund. Well, you know, if you look at any business, and, and the guy's a businessman, right? Right. Um, you do need a rainy day fund. And yes, he's trying to get, I think, is he trying to get to $2 billion is, is hopefully where he's going to get. Mm. But if you look at how much Oklahoma spends, and if you look at just your budget, how much of your budget should you have in the bank account in case something happens? Right. If yeah. I said 10% of your salary, that's going to be under a month. I would say that won't get you far. Right. Yeah. So yes, there is a huge like a amount of money that, that he's looking to, to save. Which, which makes an awful lot of sense, right? Because we, we are in a state where uh, revenue goes up and down because of its dependency on oil. Mm -hmm. But also, they're looking at it. You look at the, um, is it American Airlines or, or United? Yes, that American just invested. that's building up in Tulsa. Yeah. That's right. The biggest single investment of any company. Now, one of the reasons why they're doing that is because I believe um, that there is incentive and support from the state to say, make this a major hub. Mm. Mm. Spend more money here, right? That would be amazing if they could do that. Yes. I yeah. mean, that would, that would do huge things. For so at the moment, Obama. we have a bill going through the House. It just came out of the Rules Committee to introduce a $50 million tax credit for the film and TV industry. Right. That would take That's our industry awesome. from a $60 million industry to about a $250, $300 million industry by July. June. July 1st, when the fiscal year starts. Wow. Now, that passed out of the budget committee 40... 27 to 1. Thank you. <laughs> it's like I'm so. a bookkeeper. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers go. But, yeah. but, but that's very big support. Yeah, yeah. that's, so, that's, big that's support. fantastic. And so now it's going to be uh, uh, on the floor there. And so that means everybody should contact uh, Mm -hmm. any legislator, their yeah. own and anyone they know, so that it can pass. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they need to know that um, the business is growing, right? So yeah. you, uh, I talked to a legislator the other day, and I said, we hate to come back every year and say, we need you to make this higher so we can get more films. He said, I don't care if you come back every year. As long as there's growth, you can come back every year if you yeah. want right. to. Right, it's, it's working. Exactly. I mean, we've yeah. seen that's growth. Right. Exactly right. Well, and that's, in I the mean, last like, few years. And that's such a, it's such a trickle-down effect because, like, the more, the higher we, we boast those incentives, the more projects come in, which means more steady jobs for people you know, like, and I, my, my heart go, always goes out to people in like art department and those more specified places that are not camera or sound because those folks do tend to have to go out of state or they just have to have, they have to work odd jobs and stuff to make ends meet. Sure. And if we can get those consistent jobs, absolutely, yeah. then they can stay here with their families mm -hmm. and they can have careers and they can pay for their health care and they can take care of themselves just from film work. Yeah. And you know, the, 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 feedback I got from a lot of folks when I've been at the Capitol talking is, okay, we can do these things. Let's say we do, but can we support them? So now everybody yeah. in, in the world thinks Oklahoma has zillion dollars to <laughs> invest in film, and now we're all going to go there. And now what do we do? Because 
you can't do it. We couldn't have three $200 million movies here at the same time. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't. We, yeah, we don't have the infrastructure for it at all. So, so what are you guys, how, how are we going to fix that? Is, yeah. And, and you're not going to ask the state to pay for uh, basically. So yeah. that's the other reason for, we all need to get in here and um, do it ourselves. I mean, yeah. just start pushing it, start building it up. Um, bringing more people, recruiting more people to mm-hmm. get in that business and to learn that business. And even if they only do it part of the time and the rest of the time they do a different job, fine. That's yeah. great if that's what you want to do. So when you look at the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy, we were in a position where the the biggest competition, if you look at what is another educational place across America that is doing something similar, and it's Georgia. And Georgia's really led the way in terms of their growth. They've got the yeah. Georgia Film Academy. And the Georgia Film Academy is tied into the Regents, and a lot of their students are under the age of 18, which is great, right? They're training that next generation. The issue that we have in Oklahoma is that we do not have a bigger, big enough crew base so that we can go in and start training the under 18s mm. so that right. then they can get to 25, because now we're talking like seven years down the line. We can't wait that long. Right, yeah. So, so what Oklahoma Film TV Academy, if you're over 18... Yeah. Um, and have had, had a little bit of experience, life experience, that's the ideal place for you to come to us. So, if, for example, one thing is if you've been in the military. So the military have a great program for retraining. Um, and it sounds like what we have at the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy will actually qualify under that uh, under that program where actually right. the federal government, if you were in the military, will pay for your training with us. Excellent. Right, the GI is awesome. Bill. Is the GI Bill. So yeah. have you guys, how, how long have you been camped out at Tinker? Just been like, yeah. hey guys, <laughs> yeah. we're waiting for you. <laughs> that is about to happen. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that. And, and coming from a family of, of nothing milita- but yeah. military people, so I, I love that. And well, and I spent many years in the Air Force myself, so I am thank very you for your service. excited. Thank you. And I'm very excited to get them because I know an awful lot of people are like, okay, now. Now I, what do I do? I was driving a tank before. It doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? yeah. So it's kind of tough. The whole storyline of Rambo is based on <laughs> right, that. Come exactly. on. <laughs> but you do have the skills to be, okay, I know logistics. I understand organization and scheduling and that sort of thing. And I, I'm used to hurry up and wait because mm-hmm. that's what we yep. do. So, you know, that's a good, those skills are transferable and they yeah. and they are important in those positions particularly. Yeah. Now, if, if you're not in the military and you are, you know, you were a carpenter or you're a carpenter at the moment or you're an accountant or... Say, for example, you are, you know, you've just come out of film school, you've come out of some of the great film schools here, or you're 19 and you're trying to work out what you want to do. How much does it cost, right? So, so yeah. Film 101 is $1,580, okay. and that'll do the month. Um, then uh, it's a little bit more for module two if you want to do it, but you don't have to, right? You could go in and be a PA from that module one. And then it's just a little bit more expensive. I think it goes up to about $2,400. I can't remember off the top of my head for the for the third one, which is actually where you're on the film, you're actually doing right. the mm. actual, you're doing some work around it and you have Getting a mentor with you the whole time. Yeah. So you can you can come in and get your film 101 where you have that base knowledge where we can help place you onto productions that are coming through the studio and what have you for 1,580 bucks. <laughs> so if you have the cash, that's one thing. Or if you look at, you know, how do you then, can you finance it? We are not a government, we can't do any government loans or anything like that. We are trying to talk to the state about how do we support it. But rather than wait till we could line that all up, mm-hmm. we decided we just have to launch because there are jobs and there are crew. Yeah. Um, so look, yeah, it's, it's, um, it is an investment. 
Of course yeah. it is. And it's an investment that should never be taken lightly. And there is no guarantee of a job, just like any training structure, right. there's no right. guarantee of a job. But I can tell you, there are jobs out there right now. And I know this because my production company, I still have, a, I still have an agency in Los Angeles and Dallas. And we're bringing a big car shoot here next week for five weeks. And I can't find some crew. Mm. Yeah. So I know that my company can hire Needs people it, coming yeah. out of this. Mm -hmm. Let alone, yeah. you know, we've got uh, David Hunt who's shooting here with his show at the moment uh, with Patricia Heaton and with Ashley Tisdale. They're shooting for, I think, four weeks. Um, you know, they've been crewing up. You've got a ton of stuff going on. Yeah. There are jobs available. Right. And I think that kind of, I, I always think about, uh, there's kind of a running joke with a lot of film schools um, that like, you don't graduate because you start working, which yeah. isn't that kind of the goal. Right. Like, isn't that, that why is you go goal. to college yeah. in the so first place is to work? My mom's going to be screaming work. listening to this. She'll be like, a thousand dollars. You could have done this for a thousand yeah. dollars, Kelly. <laughs> well, like, well, and like, I think there's something to be said, like, Dang and it, not to, there's nothing wrong with going to uh, a college a program, program and getting no, a degree because not, that's transferable into absolutely. other things. Absolutely but, it is. Absolutely. But if your goal is to work, which as a working film professional, I feel like that is the goal that you should have is to work as opposed to having your piece of paper. Yeah. You know, um, doing tech stuff, you know, going to a tech school or going to a program like this, you, your investment's probably going to go more to the networking because that's what, it, that's, what's going to get you jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In this, in this it's industry, it's all word of mouth. Place, it's yeah. all networking that gets you more jobs. It's yeah. not your resume or your bachelor's degree. It's, people that you know right. yeah now look if you want to be if you want to be a filmmaker right then that's where go and go and do the degree as well because yes. you're going to be learning how to edit you're going to be learning how to direct you're going to be learning how to do sound you're going to be learning you're going to have a broad base or if you really don't know where you want to go within it and you have that time the the the, the courses that are out there in oklahoma are phenomenal mm -hmm. yeah. Right? My, yeah they really are they are my daughter shot a short film um uh so my daughter is 13 years old and she shot a, um, a short film when she was seven that ended up getting two million views on YouTube. Dang! She did really well. Look, can we have, why didn't you bring her? <laughs> I think we need her on the podcast. We'll get her on another Dang. time. She's Ow. awful. So then Ella decided, um, she, was, she, she loves her directing and obviously she's been in a family where my wife had a deal at Paramount Pictures as a producer. So you know, we're in and out of studios the whole time. That, she understands the world. And there's an agency in Los Angeles that purely looks after um, directors under the age of 21. Ooh. So if Target is shooting a commercial for kids, one of the things Target will do is they'll go to this agency and say, can we find a under 16 year old director to come and direct this? Holy That's crap. awesome. I had no idea. So my daughter works with this, this company. So she flies to LA and she'll go and shoot a commercial out there as a director and then she'll wow. fly back. So she's got a lot of experience of be, you know, being on a proper big film set as a director. And she wanted to do a short film here on a young lady that was, uh, th that was just going through her period for the first time and her mum was incarcerated, so her mum wasn't available. Mm. Beautiful little story yeah. she wrote. And um, uh, Harry Wolan over at Metrotech, been around the house a number of times, and Ella said, you know, perhaps could I team with Metrotech and shoot this? And so we had a load of the Metrotech kids come out. And the... It, looking at the experience that they had and the training that they're getting yes. there across the wide variety of stuff that Metrotech's able to offer was brilliant. Yeah. And so what I'm saying here is that, yes, we offer a very, very specific focused area. Um, 
the, but there are some. Uh, it's not suited for everyone at their mm. exact stage. It may be that that Metrotech is the perfect place for you to go at the moment, right. especially if you're under eighteen. Mm. If you're under eighteen. You know, that the, the career tech system down in Norman, they've got another really, really great program. They've got a great program up in mm. Tulsa. You know, there's some really great programs there. Or you could go into the university system. I My parents insisted that I got a degree because they needed that transferable I skill. Heard that. Right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yep. And so would I have See gone there, and mom, done... See there, mom, it's okay. Yeah. I would have gone and <laughs> done my degree in that case and then gone and done the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. This is what I'm hearing is... So I have three children, young children, so... There's been a period of time where I'm not very available to do these kind of things, but I have a degree and interest in film and across the board, just, you know, the industry. This could be something <coughs> where I would very easily at my age be able to say, I can invest time in that. Yeah. Yes, that is, enough, that is time I can do. And that is part of the goal of my age, you know, yes. like, absolutely. and so you're, that's a huge range of people that you can reach with that kind of a program. You bet. Yeah. That's the goal, right? And yeah. and that for you to turn around to someone and say, look, I need four weekends. Yeah. That's so much better than I need two semesters and probably <laughs> an extra uh, yeah, right. real yeah. estate or exactly. wherever. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and um it has to be besides being affordable and in a time frame. Right. It, but it's also such that it while it has to be over eighteen, it doesn't have to be someone that's 30 yeah. maybe someone's yeah. retiring from yeah. something and mm -hmm. they think you know i always want to do something in the movies let me do yeah. and i know how to do xyz let me go yeah. to that first so you know it's another second kind of thing for them but also right. maybe something they've always dreamed of being around yeah. so you know that kind of is even better even more exciting for them it's, it's yeah it's I, I urge everyone who who doesn't fully understand the film industry next time you go to the movie theater sit through the credits and look at all the jobs that are available yeah. there. so many those people. are all jobs paying jobs yeah. and even post-production right you look yeah. at um i look at what boiling point media and if, if if people don't know boiling point media i imagine some of your listeners do yeah the the films that they are making are extraordinary mm -hmm. considering everything that they are doing and their budget price point they're great stories they're family friendly um they are get, being placed with you know uh, one was on disney uh, xd the other day yeah um they're, they're Jurassic Pet. Jurassic, Jurassic Pet. Pet. Yeah. Exactly. And I went to see, oh look, and I hope they don't mind me saying this, but I went to see their latest movie at the cast and crew screening, uh, which was Rufus the... Oh, Adventures of Rufus the Fantastic Pet. Yes. yes. Yep. So they've just delivered it. And I heard, um, uh, I heard it's going to, it's CGI uh, with live action with kids. And as soon as you mix all those in, there are many Hollywood studios who fail dismally. That's a lot of people <laughs> that you need for just those things. Yes. Because like wrangling kids and yeah. just, I mean, just thinking of oh, all yeah. of the people that you need to be over that. Yeah. And the jobs that they would and do specifically. So they've got, they've, got an, they've got an office here where they have everyone sitting there doing the CGI and what have you. And I was sort of, okay, I'm going to go along and support. I brought my son along, Finn, who's 11, who loves the technology sort of side of stuff. And we were both thoroughly blown away with the quality of this. They did such a good job. And when you look at that, um, they're an example of a company that is 100% Oklahoma owned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most of their staff are actually near enough on salary, right? Which, because they're going from movie to movie on yeah. the post-production side. And we're talking, and, and so as we build up our industry here, 
you have a number of not only these jobs that are jobs that are temporary jobs where you're jumping from one movie to another movie to another movie to another movie. And believe me, you can jump every week to movies. I mean, you're a sound guy. You don't have a full time salary job. But nope. I, how, how many weeks <laughs> a year do you work? I so mean, it must be pretty good. Lot. I mean, I'm yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty constantly. I don't get to sleep a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that so, you know, and that's where people have to understand. But then there's also these companies like Boiling Point, and then you get a camera rental company. You've got Nathan Gardocki mm-hmm. here at the moment, right? Nathan is going to uh, he's 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 going to have competition, right? Because yeah. as our industry grows, that's what happens, and it's going to be great. And Nathan is phenomenal, and his team there is great. Uh, or he's going to just grow so crazy that everyone's going to go, "Oh my goodness, I'm not even going to enter that market because Nathan's got <laughs> yeah, it." Yeah, right. And, and he's so busy now. I mean, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, all well, the time. That's yeah. it. You look, Nathan. Nathan's our, our sort of go-to if you need a line producer here uh, and a production manager here in Oklahoma. He's your go-to guy. Mm-hmm. He just knows everything that's going on with that so um you've got you're going to have bigger companies coming in and setting up shop that need stuff i'll give you an example i was on the phone this week with a travel agency Hmm. Ah. now travel booking for film and television is very Mm -hmm. very different than booking for regular joe Smo or corporate so they need to have brick and mortar here in order to get the rebate so you can't get oh, the rebate. So, oh. so they have to actually set up a shop here. They have to be paying taxes here, okay. which again puts all back into the community and you've got regular employment. And the trickle on effect, let's just look at, um, we had, what's the big show that was by the Capitol building where they- Oh, oh American Ninja, yeah, Ninja Warrior. Warrior. American yeah. Ninja Warrior. Now they shot for, I think, two days here. Uh, we did the math and it worked out something along the lines of 1,300 nights of hotel rooms. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. So for, you think for two, for two, for two days. So for, all the for, crews, all yeah. the people. Yeah. The now, whole thing. Wow. that is just the hotels. <laughs> That's yeah. But then all the crew get given per DM. Mm-hmm. So they're all going out into the local bars. Right, Fine. they're going oh, into no, the locals. No, they all went to church and had dinner <laughs> yeah. and so forth. Maybe they did as well, <laughs> and hopefully they tithed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. but the uh, the the trickle down effect of introducing this sort of volume of money mm-hmm. to Oklahoma communities. Now, I'm talking about a couple of things at Oklahoma City, but there are a huge amount that are going out into rural Oklahoma and making a massive, massive impact, spending yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars right. in we a should, small community. And exactly, towns, they did yeah. a coil. Was yeah. the uh, um, Stillwater? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, well, not in, in Stillwater seconds. where I'm from. The Come on, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> he should go to Stillwater. Though. He should have gone. I to think Stillwater. it's twelve seconds. I want to say it was twelve seconds or ten yeah. seconds. The movie, uh, real brief. What yeah. I'm about. Real no, no, that's the name of the movie. Oh, the name. Oh, of the, oh an, not Stillwater. That's okay. another one. Yeah, yeah. In, in, oh, in wow. Coil, Oklahoma. in Coil as well. Oh, ah. because it was about a tornado, not about ah, Stillwater. Okay. So anyway, the point of that is Coil is not a big town. Right. Mostly closed up, but. They, they came there to shoot for however many days they did that. And in return, the folks there got, um, you know, they said, oh, well, we don't really want to charge you much to do anything, but if you'll fix this up. So they'd fix up a building or oh, a house wow. or whatever. So, you know, good for them. And they all mm-hmm. profited from that. And the, the people in the area got really great, uh, you know, they got to see what was going on. They got to meet all these folks and they got business. And so that was mm. really great for a yeah. small little town. That's, you know, I don't know however many people live out there, but. And then there's also the potential of like, if the movie starts gaining a following that becomes a tourist spot. Yeah, absolutely. A like The draw. Walking Dead. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Or if we talk, I mean, talking about like Georgia, I mean, 
I know that we we don't have Marvel here, right? But <laughs> within a ten year span, you said like they went from A to B, huge yeah, jump. Sure. Yeah. Can you see something down the road for us if this is all? Like, is that where the ball is rolling? I mean, not Marvel, obviously, so, but like something along those lines where someone would come here and be like, hey, we so want to stay here. Oh, yes, absolutely. So yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, if you look at New Mexico, New Mexico have two very big sound stages. Mm. Netflix just went in and bought one and NBC went in and bought the other. So they are basing permanent productions okay. in New Mexico. Yeah. So in New Mexico, you can't really like get sound stages. a $2 billion dollar investment, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. It was enormous, oh enormous God. from one so company, cool. right? Yeah. So, so um, do I foresee these big companies coming in absolutely and they are doing already right matt damon with dreamworks we've yeah. got paramount pictures with uh, martin scorsese we've got uh david hunt whose deal is at, is at cbs studios he's shooting here this week we have these big companies coming mm -hmm. in um what is my personal opinion is that with the explosion because of the streaming wars we're going to see a shift in the whole industry and this starts to get more this starts to get deeper and deeper, right? Um, uh, uh, President Trump has just uh, been talking about the fact that he is going to do away with the Paramount Decree. The Paramount Decree is um, a law that was put into place to stop studios from owning movie theaters. So right. AMC is not owned by a movie theater chain because what was happening was Disney was owning and Warner Brothers were owning these theaters, which meant that independent movies could not get a space in a movie theater. Mm. So they were having what was deemed a, a monopoly or an oligopoly at the time. So what's happened is all the studios have started campaigning uh, uh, federal government saying, look, um, it, the game has changed because mm -hmm. you don't need to do theatrical. But what we do, because we own... Netflix has Netflix. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they are able to that. stream just Netflix in yeah, a theater. In the theater. So, um, uh, funnily enough, Netflix have just gone in and bought their first movie theater in New York, which was one of the big old movie theaters that was going to yeah. cost so much to redo that no movie theater owner would ever go and do it. But Netflix, with their fortune, could make it go in and spend millions because it doesn't need to make money. It can be a loss leader because it can be their big, big opportunity out there. So um, we're seeing a change in the industry as far as distribution. And by the way, as far as distribution goes, some people say to me uh, when we talk about the tax credits and the tax rebates, my goodness, we don't want to be giving these breaks to these liberal people in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Let me just yeah. say something on that. <laughs> Every year, Oklahomans send about $500 million to Los Angeles mm. in Netflix subscriptions. <laughs> Yeah, Hulu so subscriptions. True. So, so we as Oklahomans are spending five hundred million dollars a year, just under, yeah, going out for that type of entertainment. Even if we look at what is your cable package, and we take out local news, and we take out sports, and we're left with like thirty percent of that fee going towards your TV shows that you watch yeah. right. that are not shot here. Right. That so, is a fantastic point. So, if we look at five hundred million bird. dollars, we're not giving the money to them. What we're saying is, hey, we want our money back. Right. Yeah. Right. It's coming Put, back. Keep it to us. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. let's let's make it so it. that there's an economic benefit to that studio bringing that money back here, where then it can it can have that knock-on effect of having an economic impact on our community and improving the lives of Oklahomans across Oklahoma. Yeah. It's our money that's going out there. Let's get it back here. We're not gonna um, we're not gonna vote you in for anything. So stop it. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that was the um, best, and we could like fade out with music and yeah. then like, and that's the show like, well you where can people find more information on the, the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy like if they want to get signed up for classes yes so we do have on our website the Oklahoma Film and TV Academy dot com 
the uh, application so you can fill out here's what I'm sort of interested in here's what I want to do that sort of thing and then um, they'll get an interview from uh, Richard's lovely wife Amy and um, they can just she talks with them about what they're interested in what do they want to do what why are you doing this so that we can sort of fit where it is you want to be as Richard was saying earlier you know what we don't want to just oh I just want to be in the movies well what, what do you mean specifically yeah and and get you going in the right direction so you can do that and of course green pasture studios also has a a uh, uh, website and we have a link there yeah we do to the mm-hmm. uh, film and tv academy so if that's all you remember is green pasture studio yeah then you can go there too well and also green pasture studios you you have space that you're able to lease out to local filmmakers and so on and whatnot Absolutely. is that correct yeah you mean to to for office space or for like if they want to shoot something or whatever? Uh, either or is that right yeah, so we're a full facility, um, much like a sort of co-working space for the film community. So we have got uh, 50,000 square feet uh, office space down to two people offices, up to 16 people offices. Uh, a number of them are going to be leased out on uh, month-to-month, uh, year-to-year basis. Um, so that then we can create that big community there. And then part of the building is going to be reserved for productions coming in from out of town. So they will be based there. And um, we so we bought this building from uh, Oklahoma City Public Schools as part of their pathway to greatness. They shut down a load of the schools. Mm. Um, and one of the things that they were looking for in repurposing that building out there was how can we do something that makes a big, big impact into that Spencer community. If you don't know Spencer, yeah. it's Spencer. about 20 minutes east of downtown Oklahoma City. So it's really, really close, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Right. So there's no trains. Far You'll from like trains. That. Yes, yeah, no, no, no planes. Right, no planes God. going over. No planes. Uh, right. no and the unique situation there is that they their gymnasium was built as a tornado shelter. So it's got one so and a half safe. foot. It's, it's, it's very safe. safe. And pretty <laughs> but more than that, one and a half foot concrete walls. Exactly. Which means you can't hear any Very tall ceiling. I knew you'd like that. Um, So we have that facility set up there. There is also a big restaurant going in. um, So there'll be a cafe opening up out there so that then anyone can come and enjoy that cafe. There'll be a restaurant. The restaurant will be mainly servicing the crew and everyone there. And then the idea is that we'll open it Friday and Saturday evening to the public. Um, We will then have, uh, we have the main 6,000 square foot studio. We have an 1,800 square foot studio. We then have two small 300 square foot sort of insert stages where you can do product shots and what have you. We have uh, eight conference rooms. We have a script reading room that will seat uh, about 45 people so that you can get there and read your script and everyone sits around the outside. We have the grip and electric. We have a huge amount of space outside to shoot on. Um, And the idea is that this becomes a central hub that... Uh, the Spencer community and the people around the area of there can come and work at. And th- here's the thing. We don't have that. We've had a number of people reach out and say, hey, can I come and get a job at Green Pastor mm-hmm. Studios? There isn't that many immediate jobs at the studio, but there are a lot of jobs for the support companies that are coming into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so uh, th- there is a huge amount of opportunity in that way for us to impact that local community, but then be a center heartbeat for all of Oklahoma. Yeah. Ah, so excited. I love and, it. And it will expand to, and you know, even jobs for people helping us expand the studio and the, the wardrobe and the uh, mill shops and so forth. So, I mean, there's yeah. plenty of uh, jobs for people, even if they don't want to be in the movie parts. So That's so exciting. It's you guys, I'm so, stuff. so excited for the future of all this. Thank you guys so much for coming on Thank the show and talking about it. Thank you for having us and what You're you welcome. guys do. I mean, this is great that you bring other 
film industry jobs and and let people know about them and talk about uh, them. That's really, really this wonderful. This is really cool for yeah. us because it's like it, this is one of those amazing things we can see for Oklahoma being passionate about Oklahoma and like yeah. this is going to be so big and awesome for our state. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just really exciting. Well, look, really there, there's one last thing that I would like to say is that this has been building for years and years and years. This has been building with people like uh, Tava Sofsky over at the oh, Film and Music I was about to office. say, we have to yeah. give credit to say Tava and Jeanette and all those folks. been yeah. building with people like Lance McDaniel, mm-hmm. who's been doing yeah. such great work with the Dead Center. It's been, bu- been building with people like you guys, with Nathan Gardocki, uh, with the guys at Metrotech, with the guys like Sean down at... Um, O-Triple-C. O-Triple-C. Yeah. Um, it's been growing with the, the team up in Tulsa who have their amazing film office and the stuff that they're doing. Mm. Um, it's been growing with the representatives who have believed enough last year to take us from a $4 million to an $8 million cap, who've yeah. believed enough at the moment to take us out of the Rules Committee so that it can go to the House floor within the next few weeks so that we can look at getting that $50 million tax credit and get a huge economic development uh, investment into the state. This has been something that's been going on for an awfully long time. I'm enormously blessed that I landed here 18 months ago by complete accident <laughs> and fell in we love with this state. We're so sir. glad. And uh, <laughs> so I feel as if I, uh, a lot of what, what I'm saying, what Mel's saying here, um, it may be coming out of our mouths and in my case, a funny accent, but this is a res- as a result of a huge amount of people doing a huge amount of work over yeah. many, many years. It, it, it really has. And I have to and give plenty of credit to the film and TV um, office because yeah. they are... Just phenomenal, and they work all the time. And yeah. I'm really Tava and uh, Jeanette in particular, but there's plenty of others in there, Meredith and, and uh, so forth. But um, you know, they. I started out with this thinking we were going to just build this great little studio. I mean, uh, soundstage on the, in the parking lot at the Paramount. Yeah, building, right? I remember And then that. all of a sudden, we're here. We are, and so this is. And I that's say so all great. of a sudden. That's been eight years, but <laughs> it, it, it's taken a while. But we're there, and yeah. and I'm really, really thrilled. What's going to do for Oklahoma? And so, two things that people can do if they're listening right now. One, if you have any interest whatsoever, go to OklahomaFilmAndTVAcademy.com and apply. Right, just just put an application in if you've at all got that little pang of it could be really interesting to work in the film, and we'll get on the phone with you and we'll talk to you about how that could work for you. The second thing is, contact your representative mm-hmm. in the yes. House and the Senate and tell them the the impact that this this bill, the film credit bill, can have. That's being authored by Jason Dunnington, who's doing a phenomenal job supporting the film community. Email your local representative and email the governor of, of Oklahoma and tell them what a great job they're doing. You yeah. don't have to tell them, you have to do this. You have to say what a great job you're doing supporting this because they are already supporting. But it doesn't take that many people to call and just say, yes, you're in my community and, and I want to say thank you to you because not yeah. enough people reach out to these people who are public servants, who, who have really put a huge amount of work and effort in on our behalf. So reach out to them because... If, if just 200 people listening to this reached out to their representatives, that has the ability to pass that $50 million tax credit. And if I could ask one more Man. thing if you do that, which is if you have anyone, any of your family or friends that live in rural Oklahoma, email them and ask them to do the same as well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. this is not just Tulsa and Oklahoma City. This is, this is an economic impact for all of Oklahoma. So the, the more rural representatives need to get those emails as well. So please, please, please 
email your representatives because that's how we get a massive economic boost in this state. It's down to you as a listener to send that email. Stop yeah. now. Stop. I feel like I need a bumper sticker. <laughs> I love or it. Or something Don't like worry, that. Don't worry. We're going to play improv after I'm this. Just gonna so we'll lighten we the mood. I love it. a flag or something, Richard. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's, the thing is, as much as we love it, there is a there is a hard fact about this that this is jobs this mm -hmm. is people's mortgages this is people's pensions this is an economic safety zone away from oil and gas which oil and gas is brilliant and has been so great to this state but let's provide a support industry a, a separate to that that can weather any storm of the oil and gas so we're not hit yep. and that's what this industry can do and it's possibly the the only industry that has billions of dollars sitting there unmarked that is looking for a place to spend. Mm. Yeah. Let's spend it in Oklahoma. Let's do it. I love it. Yeah. Ah, thank you guys so much for coming on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Our you. pleasure anytime. <laughs> wow. That, I mean, that was like a really in, informational. Oh, that was awesome. I'm so excited about um, just like everything that the future is holding right now for the film industry. It's just, ugh, it's, it's really, just really exciting. Cool. And it gives me some really interesting ideas for where cause I, I've always felt like I don't really like people have asked me recently because my kids are starting to hit that school age. What are you going to do mm -hmm. once they're all in school? That's the question, right? That's the question I've been asked multiple times. Oh, now, like what are you going to do? What am I as ah. a stay at home mom? Because that's the, what I chose, right? Stay at home mom. What am I going to do once they're in school? And I am, I've been thinking about this for a very long time. And if I were being truly honest, nothing, dude, <laughs> um, I'm going to stay home. And I told Aaron, that's what I was going to do. And yeah. he knew. So don't act like he married me anyway. Gonna take a he nap. knew that I was going to stay home forever. Okay. Um, <laughs> and but there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I have been thinking about, I, I do, I am a type of, I'm the type of person that needs like creative fulfillment. Yeah. So hearing this. Yeah. Is so cool for me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking like, dude, there are so many little things that I could pour myself into and really learn. Even something I've always like loved stage management. I've always loved props. I've always been very good at like props. So, I mean, not to say I can do that at this studio, but there are things here that are offered that I could do. Yeah. And for work sure. on a schedule that might be chunks of time, but not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this opens doors for me. For sure, dude. I feel like it's really cool. I would love, I would love for you to join the fold. Yes, I know, That'd I know. I'm so making cool. it very personal, but I just, I'm a, I was very inspired by this interview. So, yeah. that brings me to some games now. Okay. That I've felt inspired by from this interview. Okay. And guys, that was just another test I passed because I totally segued that combo too. <laughs> um, no, so we're gonna play new phone who dis. Oh. New phone who dis. Yes, new phone who dis. Um, this is kind of like a. Uh, there's a. There's another game called Actors Worst Nightmare. Yes. This is kind. Of, this is basically Actors Worst Nightmare, but instead of reading lines out of a book. Right. We don't really. This studio. It's a podcasting room, guys. There's not a lot of <laughs> books. No, we're gonna just use last uh, some text messages from phones, and we won't say who, and we won't say what, and we won't say names. So that way, our personal <laughs> lives are preserved. That's right. Um, That's right. But they are fun. So we're gonna use lines from text. Um, Brian will be. The one that is only allowed to say words or lines or sentences from a That's phone, right. That's from right. From said phone. And for a suggestion, um, relationship, coworkers who coworkers. have been just laid off. Oh, we've both been laid We've off. We've both just been laid off. We're coworkers who have both just been laid off. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. So here we go. Actually, one minute. Gotta get our bill. Get that bill. Okay. We got the bill. Got the bill. Is it working? Okay. Here we go. 
All right. So, new phone. Who dis in three, two, one. Man, man, man. Oh, oh, you coming out for a sig too? Ah, uh, those are all wonderful ideas. I can pay you back for what we get. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, just bum one. Uh, man, man, Dave. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't believe that just happened. Like, I don't know how your conversation went, but mine went very poorly. Well, we can run by Chick-fil-A or even go to Bricktown and get some food to go or something. Um, yeah. I- or even Ted's as kids eat free, I think. Oh, free. Okay. Free is where we need to be focusing because, I, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't want to pry into your work relationship or personal life or anything, but I, they just fired me, man. I don't think I'm supposed to even say that until we've signed some sort of, you know, thing. I don't know. I don't even know. They fired me, dude. You got fired too, right? (sighs) Yeah. Let's plan on it. I'll be alone next Wednesday too. Okay. Okay. Well, then we're going to need to start going finding some free food because if you don't have a job and I don't have a job, then we can't pay rent. Well, Jan is so, so busy, but I got a lot of grief, so I'm going to try to do it January 25th at 11. Jan is setting you up with another job on January 25th? Because that's what I'm hearing, and I know she's your girlfriend, but we're roommates. Yes, at our house. Super duper chill. Yeah, it is chill until you have a job, and I don't, dude. I need a job, too. Tell Jan to hook me up. Don't stress too much. I'm sure it'll turn up. Sorry for venting about Ryan. It's okay. I get, I get, I mean, I'm going to vent about Ryan. The dude's our boss and he just fired us. I don't mean to talk bad about him. I do. Man, man, I don't, okay. All right. First thing, food. You mentioned Ted's free food. Let's do that. Second thing, Jan, new jobs. It's so scary and frustrating. It really is, dude. I guess I had a hard time because no matter where we live, his life doesn't change much. Ryan's life? Of course not. He's the boss. Of course it doesn't change. I'm the one who has to adjust while he just works all the time. Right. He gets to keep working. And now we don't. And I don't have very much experience, man. I'm freaking out. (sighs) Which I appreciate so much, but we see very different worlds. I know you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I like. I feel like we're kind of on the same page here. Like, you're fired, I'm fired, and we're both gonna be like in trouble. Okay, okay, okay. Let's focus up. We got. We we have to make a plan. Plan of action. Where are the jobs? We got to find the jobs. Well, Coach Chez is retiring, and his last match at home is this Tuesday. Okay, okay, okay. I like this, this, where this is going. So, so, so we take a coaching position because that's a new opening. Surely they haven't hired on a new, like, you know, high school soccer coach. Hmm. Well, I went back on Facebook as far as I could and couldn't find a pic of us with Coach Chez. Ah, I'll look when we get to Stillwater today, but do you know if we, if you have any? Uh, okay, you lost me now. You lost me. I thought we were kind of like, we're going to take his job, but now you just want pics of us from high school? I would love to give him one. Okay, I get, okay, you're being sentimental. Come back to me, Dave. Like, I know you're getting all emotional about him retiring, but that's beside the point. Like, we need a job, 
you have some coaching experience. I don't have much, but I can at least assist. Hmm. Well, there's a wrestling clinic for women before the wrestling match on February 2nd. They said it's for women of all ages. Yeah. Um, I know that your girlfriend's a wrestler. That's really cool, dude. And, like, she's super fit. But I'm that's, in. like, I'm not into that, man. <laughs> I'm not going to go to any clinics. I don't know if you're trying to hit on girls or where this is going. I feel like you're spiraling. And I know I'm spiraling, too. But we need to pull ourselves together and find a job. It's harder to get on the floor than when we were here. Or maybe we just went whenever we wanted. I mean, of course we did. We worked at the company. Uh, like, we're sitting in the stairwell here talking about being fired. Now we got to get back up on the floor, clear our desk, and get the heck out, man. <sighs> that sounds right. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Our plan. Ted's. House. Coach Chez's job. Okay. I feel like I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about where we're at. I'm crying, but you understand it's just because I'm like an emotional guy. Agreed. We can do dinner and play. Or worst case, we may all be trapped in our houses all night. <laughs> well, you handled that like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> I love your so enthusiastic uh, uh. at the end. <laughs> I was trying to find stuff that was like relevant to what you were talking about. Right. It's I was hard. Like, That's hard. It is really hard, especially because these are so specific. Like these are very <laughs> right? specific things. But, um, you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you liked what you heard and you would like to be a part of it yourself, be sure to check out patreon.com slash show. And in the meantime, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that's pretty much it. You got anything else? Hey, watch our new YouTube sketches. Man, they're Woo! coming out and they are on fire. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to brag about ourselves. Our awesome super YouTube excited sketches. about They're awesome. Sketches. Check them out. Breaking up with Facebook, dude. Boom. Just came out a couple weeks ago now. That's right. A couple weeks. I think Gut Punch will be out by the time this lands. <laughs> gut Punch. Gut Punch. That's when I'm. you can't fall asleep when you're violently puking. When you're actively puking. puking. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys the next two weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>